You are Locked On Bears, your daily Chicago Bears podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Washington Redskins have two different quarterbacks the Chicago Bears could be interested in as potential backups to Mitchell Trubisky. Welcome into the Locked On Bears podcast. I'm your host, Lauren Cox. I'm an analyst for Pro Football Focus, and I cover the Chicago Bears for Bears Wire. I'm here to bring you your daily Chicago Bears news and analysis. Today, I'll be joined by Chris Russell, the host of Locked On Redskins here on the Locked On Podcast Network, and he's going to take us through Alex Smith's injury scenario, the chances that Washington would get rid of him this offseason, given his significant salary cap holding, and just sort of generally where he fits into the plans in D.C., and then also Case Keenum, who is set to be a free agent after a disappointing start to last season, but may still have some quality quarterbacking in him that just couldn't come out in Washington. Both of those quarterbacks seem much more realistic, given how we heard Matt Nagy and Ryan Pace describe their quarterback situation on yesterday's podcast. Seems like they're looking more for a guy to come in and compete rather than a surefire, bona fide starting replacement for Trubisky. It's going to be more up for grabs and somebody who can push the young quarterback already in place. Joining us now on Locked on Bears is Chris Russell. You can read his Redskins coverage at RedskinsReport.com, part of the Sports Illustrated umbrella. You can hear him on 106.7 The Fan in D.C., and he's also the host of Locked On Redskins here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Chris, uh, the Bears and the Redskins, it was not a a fun matchup last year for you guys, but I appreciate you still coming back and, and joining us. Yeah, no problem, Lauren. Thanks for having me. How are you? It's been a busy time with uh, a lot of Bears news popping up in the last few days, and we're going to have a lot to get through, but I'm glad that I'm able to get you on with, you. with this Washington quarterback situation because it's one that I think the Bears might have more ties to, and, and there hasn't been enough, there hasn't been a lot of speculation about Redskins quarterbacks right now, but I think as things go on, that could start to pick up with Case Keenum set to become a free agent and, and the Alex Smith injury situation and his connection with Matt Nagy. It, it's a quarterback group that I think I'll be keeping an eye on this offseason. And I want to start with Alex Smith in particular because he had the devastating injury. Could you take us through a little bit of sort of that timeline of, you know, the injury happened and then there was some question about whether or not he'd even play football. And I know there's been some progress this offseason, but he's still kind of far away. Where does that whole injury situation stand? Yeah, so injury happened for your listeners that might not remember the exact timeline. November, mid-November of 2018, I think it was November 19th or 20th or whatever it was. Um, And, you know, of course, he was out for the rest of the year, hasn't played since. Now, he has made some pretty good progress in terms of his life, being able to walk around without crutches, without, um, you know, any kind of assistance or or whatsoever. We're not sure if he's wearing some sort of, you know, wrap or, or anything underneath his pant leg, when he, when we've seen him on the practice field, he'll throw, you know, he'll, he'll throw the football around, um, not in a team setting or in a drill setting, just kind of loosely throwing the football around and he'll wear shorts and, you know, he doesn't wear anything. 
Um, but we don't know like precautionary or uh, just, you know, a, a certain amount of time per day if he's wearing something, say, uh, again, to stabilize or, or to help stabilize or anything like that. Um, he wants to play football again. He has grown very, very, very close to Dan Snyder, the Redskins uh, owner. He has bent his ear. Uh, I think he was instrumental in, you know, some of the things that happened here early on in this offseason. Uh, but he has made it clear he wants to play football. He wants to try and play football. Uh, just to kind of, you know, put a bow on this part of it, you know, he's he's scheduled to learn to make $21.4 million under their salary cap. Obviously a huge number when we don't know if he's going to be able to play. And if you're the Redskins, I don't know how you count on him because there's just no way any doctor, I don't think, can say, oh, no, you're going to be fine with no complications to practice full speed, never mind play. Um, so I, I just don't see it. I don't think anybody else that I know and talk to sees it. But kudos to the kid, uh, kid the guy for trying because he's done everything the right way and you hope that it works out for him. But I don't know of anybody that really feels optimistic that he's going to be able to play again. So given that $21.4 million cap number in 2020, and I believe looking at his contract, that his base salary became guaranteed at some point last year for this season. So he's the Redskins have to pay him $16 million right. of his base salary plus another $5 million from his signing bonus. It will Washington... Keep him on the roster at $21.4 million? So the the Redskins have an option that I don't think they're going to exercise. The way it's been explained to me, and it's been a little while since I checked on this, so some of the details might be rough, but out of that $21 million, I believe they could, through an insurance claim, um, save about $9 million, which would reduce his cap number to about 12 and a half or so. Uh, but I believe, believe the way it was explained to me about a year and a half ago when this first happened, that he would have to retire because of that. Uh, so again, I don't, you know, I don't want to speak out of turn because I don't know if something's changed in the language and the medical part of it. Um, being that they haven't released him, being that he hasn't retired. But that is my understanding, and I know others have that same understanding and impression that the Redskins could go down that route, but nobody expects them to actually say, no, you know, you can't play for us. Uh, they respect him too much. Dan Snyder loves Alex Smith and his family. Yeah, Dan Snyder is really the wild card in all of this. It makes it both... Hard to predict might what happened, but also impossible to rule out any of the options of what could happen. And I think that's part of what makes it fun and part of why we need a guy like Chris on the podcast to help us figure out all the possibilities. We'll look at what else could happen with these Washington quarterbacks next on Locked On Bears. If you've been a listener of this podcast, I'm sure you've heard all the great advertisers working with Locked On to reach sports fans. But you may not know that Locked On Bears is a great way for your local business to reach passionate Chicago fans just like you. Unlike any other podcast, Locked On gives your local company the unique ability to reach local podcast listeners. Not just any podcast listener, a Locked On podcast listener. If your company wants to connect with Chicago Bears fans and a predominantly male audience that's well-educated with disposable income, then let's put your company right here on this Locked On podcast. Local fans love to support local businesses. Text the word ADVERTISING to 33777 
or visit LockedOnPodcasts.com slash advertising and let us know who you are. We'll get our team to help your team achieve Locked On Advertising success. Once again, text the word advertising to 33777 or visit LockedOnPodcasts.com slash advertising. Well, we're talking Redskins quarterbacks here with Chris Russell from Locked On Redskins, along with 106.7 The Fan and RedskinsReport.com. So, Chris, given Dwayne Haskins in the building and presumably the future and, and the quarterback that Washington wants to start long term, you know, they draft him that high to be their franchise quarterback, would they presumably pay Alex Smith $20 million to be their backup? Or if Alex Smith was able to play, would they put a guy like Haskins back on the bench for a year or two. Like it seems like it's hard for those two guys to both coexist on the roster at this current salary rate. Yeah. And, and I don't think you're wrong by that, by that just because of the sheer nature of the numbers, but what Ron Rivera and we'll take him at his word until he proves to not be trustworthy. And I, I think for the most part, he's going to, you know, he's, he's going to be trustworthy. That seems to be the kind of guy that he is. He he has said that the job is not Dwayne Haskins by any means, not guaranteed that he's going to have to prove it. And he has mentioned Alex Smith a couple of times. That's not only to local reporters, but to national uh, on national television as well. And even, you know, in a couple of other cases, maybe even more pointed comments that Dwayne Haskins is really going to have to prove himself. Uh, and, and has a big task in front of him that nothing is going to be handed to him. So, you know, I, I would I would say this: um, if you know, if you have a situation where Alex Smith is somehow able to do something in OTAs, which stretch, of course, into mid June, and where they think he's got no complications and he could potentially potentially be ready to go for training camp and fully cleared then, yeah, I think we could have a true, honest-to-God quarterback competition when they get to training camp. Do I think that's going to be the way it, it happens? No. So as a result of this, I think the Redskins, almost as a preventative measure, have to sign a veteran quarterback as insurance because they may not know until training camp, until some point in training camp, until early in the regular season. If Alex Smith can even practice fully, never mind play fully, and go through all of that. How do they not have insurance if they, you know, how do you not have an insurance backup? You mentioned Case Keenum earlier. I don't think that's going to be the case, no pun intended, but they're going (laughs) to have to sign somebody that they can count on because not only the Alex Smith situation, but also people forget about this. Dwayne Haskins was hurt in three of the last four games that he played. So he went through, I shouldn't say, in two of the last three games he played, and he missed the series, the season finale, which meant absolutely nothing. So you take that for what it's worth. They need to sign somebody from the outside, in my opinion. Well, and I, uh, that quote you mentioned about Ron Rivera was not one I had heard, and I, I'm glad you brought it up because the other thing I was going to circle around to with Dwayne Haskins is just it's been f- – floated out there probably much more speculatively than than anything about maybe Washington maybe considering the value of a quarterback with that second overall pick and pull sort of a potential Josh Rosen type deal where you take a quarterback in the first round two years in a row and hope that one of them becomes something good and then if if Haskins were to lose out to 
Tua Tungavailoa or Justin Herbert or whoever it would be that maybe do you think there's any chance that something like that could happen and maybe Haskins could become available in a trade in that sort of scenario or is is ownership in Washington seem very committed to Haskins as the franchise guy? So ownership took Dwayne Haskins. So we start with that. Um, the, the former coaching staff and even uh, people that are still in the building and decision-making positions did not want Dwayne Haskins at number 15 overall last year. So because of that, I cannot rule out any scenario that, you know, basically we would have a Kyler Murray type situation here. A, a little bit different because I think Kyler is paired with Cliff Kingsbury in the system. Uh, it, it's not necessarily, you know, oh, um, you know, fill in the blank quarterback, be it Tua, Justin Herbert, or even Joe Burrow, if for whatever reason Cincinnati manages to, you know, bungle as a Bengal, the number one overall pick and d- doesn't trade out of it or, you know, whatever. Like, I don't think you're going to have that type scenario here, but you could have a scenario where the Redskins somehow find themselves at number two, the Bengals couldn't swing a deal, and Joe Burrow is standing there, and he's like, hey, guys, how are you? So could you have that situation? Yeah, I I think you could. Is it likely? No. Obviously, it's a long shot at best, but I can't rule it out, nor could I rule out them – absolutely falling in love with a certain quarterback and doing what you just suggested. Do I again think that is the right way to go about it? No. Do I think that's what is going to happen? No. Can I rule it out? No, because there's been enough whispers. There's been enough indications behind the scenes that I've heard that I know all of my colleagues heard they're not sold on Dwayne Haskins at all, period. And that he really is going to have to prove himself and his work ethic correctly to this new staff. So, again, I can't rule it out. Do I think it's likely that they do that? No. But I, I, I think there's a small possibility that they could, yes. And when it comes to quarterback trades, too, with Alex Smith, would you envision, uh, you know, with, with his injury situation, I mean, I can't imagine a team would trade, for, trade much for a quarterback that – can't necessarily play right now, but with Alex Smith, would there be a scenario when they would just cut him? I mean, probably not, I guess, this season, given all the guaranteed money they have to pay him anyway, but does it feel like right. it's either he's here or he's traded, or is is a potential release in the future a possibility if, for whatever reason, things with Haskins pan out well, or if they do other things at the quarterback position, or, or does it feel like the, the loyalty there for Smith is so much that they would have to get something for Alex Smith if they were going to get rid of him? Yeah, my sense is that if he cannot play, Lauren, that he's going to stay on this roster, uh, maybe not on the active roster, meaning the 53, maybe he's on IR, maybe he's on, uh, you know, pup if he's not ready to go uh, at the start of training camp. And, you know, they put him on the season pup, which means he's got to miss the first six weeks and all that, uh, and then reevaluate him one mechanism or another. Uh, my sense is that he's not going anywhere. Uh, you know, A, the guaranteed money, as you mentioned, $16 million of that uh, base salary is all fully guaranteed, which was a problem to begin with. Uh, and number two, again, Dan Snyder, my understanding, uh, you know, and Alex Smith became very, 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 very close uh, after this injury and throughout last year, so much so that, you know, Alex Smith and his wife were sitting in Dan Snyder's suite and, you know, entertaining Urban Meyer and uh, bending, we think, 
the ear of the owner and telling him, hey, this is what I see from my perspective. This is what we might have to do. This is what I think is working, whatever. Now, uh, how much his influence weighed in, that I don't know. That's impossible for us to answer. Uh, but the bottom line is, is I think he's, I think they look at him as a goodwill ambassador. I think they look at him as a great teammate and a great uh, guy to kind of tutor Dwayne Haskins and or somebody else. I think they look at him as a potential, I don't know, GM, uh, assistant coach, something, uh, offensive, something like that. And they want to keep him in that building and make sure that, A, they get something for all the money that they've spent on him, and B, so that he has a career to transition into. So it seems pretty clear that it would take some kind of investment for the Bears to get Alex Smith into Chicago, but there is another Washington quarterback that will be a free agent this offseason that might be a little bit easier of an option and more realistic at this point than what's going on with Alex Smith. We'll look at whether Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy should even consider Case Keenum next on Locked On Bears. Well, the other Washington quarterback that may, may be the most tied to the Bears this offseason, just as a, a realistic possibility, one of the more realistic guys that Chicago could reasonably bring in as a backup and not damage the psyche of Mitchell Trubisky, but still have at least starter history behind it, Case Keenum. Obviously, Bears fans saw him struggle uh, early on this season in that game, maybe his worst game of the season against that Bears mm-hmm. defense. And you know, he goes one and seven. I mean, there's not there's not a lot of pretty to, to write off there. But at the same time, statistically, there's there were some numbers that don't totally scare you away. And I guess uh, just to start with, with Keenum, you had mentioned you don't think Washington would be that interested in bringing him back as their backup quarterback. Is that just purely because? Things ended up going so poorly while he was in there, or is there more to that conversation? Well, I, I don't, I, you know, I'm going based on what Case himself told a couple of us, you know, that he doesn't think they're going to bring him back. I mean, obviously, with the new coaching staff and no access to them uh, on a regular basis yet, um, you know, we're, we're all kind of speculating, wondering uh, what what is going through their thought process. So Case doesn't feel he's going to come back. Um uh, and, and uh, you know, uh, he could be just, you know, like just saying, nah, you know, realistically, what are the chances knowing the situation that we just discussed? Now, I would say this, his play, and I think you're, uh, I don't know if if the next week, uh, which he didn't play a full game, um, after the Bears win at FedEx Field was worse. I mean, I can't say it was a worse game because he played almost, well, he, he played the entire game against the Bears. And he was awful except for a couple of meaningless touchdowns. The next week, short week against the Giants, he got hurt late in that Bears game. And he was dreadful in the first quarter or so against the New York Giants on the road. And he got yanked and pulled. And, um, you know, they said it was because he he was injured and, and whatever. And true, that part of it was true. But also he was really bad as well. So that Bears game kind of started a, a, a tricky slope for him. Uh, from an injury perspective, and here's why. Not only those two games, but then when they got done with that fourth game of the year, they went back to Colt McCoy, who finally had come back from the dead, to start against the New England Patriots. That was Jay Gruden's final game, Jay Gruden's final salvo. He had always loved Colt McCoy. McCoy got just 
bludgeoned, and so did the Redskins by the Patriots uh, at that time. And then they went back to Case Keenum. And Case Keenum actually played reasonably well against Miami and against Minnesota um, and, and, and not San Francisco, but that was in a monsoon of rain uh, and in 9 nothing shutout, just an absolutely awful day all around. Well, he actually played reasonably well in a couple of games after that whole Bears and Giants incident. So when he was healthy, he wasn't bad. I don't want to say he was good. I would say he was capable of moving this offense and racking up some points, some of the meaningless points, garbage time points, but he was capable of doing that when he was right. The problem, just like everybody that comes to the Washington Redskins, nobody's ever healthy. Nobody's ever right. And all of a sudden, a guy who had played in 31 of 32 games with Denver, uh, or I'm sorry, in the last two years with Denver and Minnesota, was hurt every other day and couldn't get on the practice field and couldn't stay on the football field. So uh, right now, I would say, again, you could do a lot worse with a fringe starter. And honestly, I think he might give a guy like Mitch Trubisky a little bit of run for his money if... You know, if that's a guy that the Bears would want to bring in. Well, I think that was the perfect Case Keenum scouting report, Chris. And I appreciate you taking the time to join us. You're very, you're very good at like nailing exactly what I'm trying to get at and answering all my questions along the way in your answers. So I don't even have a lot of follow-ups for you because you're you're thorough <laughs> yeah, in that way. Yeah, no, I, I was saying I appreciate the kind words, but I'm long-winded, so I apologize to your listeners. But yeah, I would say if there is one of the Redskins quarterback. You know, besides Colt McCoy, who's also a free agent and not coming back here, then I would say, yes, Case Keenum is probably your best bet if you're looking for a guy to really push Mitch Trubisky and at worst serve as a backup quarterback. Well, Chris, that's why we bring you on for that that level of of Washington Redskins analysis. I appreciate you taking the time to join us. I I wish you the best of luck with the team that's been snakebitten for a long time, but hopefully (laughs) Ron Rivera and and company can kind of turn things around and and maybe just maybe you have a franchise quarterback with Dwayne Haskins. So you've got hope and you've you've got some direction moving forward. My man, thank you. I appreciate you having me. Thanks again to Chris Russell from Locked On Redskins for joining us on the podcast today. If you enjoyed our conversation, make sure you subscribe to Locked On Bears to keep up with all of our daily Chicago Bears news and analysis. No one's bringing you more off-season Bears talk than we are right here. I appreciate everybody who tunes in and listens every day, or really any day, anytime you hit play on that podcast player. I really do appreciate everyone who reaches out. We love the feedback that we get, whether it be on social media or through the Lockdown Bears phone line. That number, as always, 312-620-8590. If you'd like to text the show or call in and leave a voicemail and hear yourself right here on this podcast, We'll have plenty more to get through with the NFL Combine going on right now, free agency to follow in March, and some updates on the NFL Collective Bargaining Agreement seem to be in our near future as well. So there'll be no shortage of Bears talk. That I can assure you. And I can always assure you a final parting opportunity to bear down.